This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is Rogue. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. So, who are you and what is your superpower? So, I am Brandon Campbell, and my superpower is making people feel more comfortable in their discomfort. Excellent. Okay, we're going to dig deeper into that. Sure. Let's start by talking about how does that superpower help to make the world a better place? What is the impact of it? Sure. Well, the impact, I think and hope, is is very large in scope and potentially world-changing in that it in the work that I do, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, so much of it is about facing hard realities, facing things within ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge. And to do better, we have to acknowledge that we can do better to move through awareness and action. So having the ability to make people to share the fact that I'm going to share that discomfort with you, we'll walk together, but you're, you're going to have to do this work on your own. No one else can do that. It's really powerful and really seems to, I really seem to be able to get people to trust me, to take that walk with me and to strip down a little bit and lay bare some of their vulnerabilities and fears um, because it's not about shame. It's about understanding so that you can learn what didn't happen ideally in the past, what was your role in it, and how can you prevent that from happening in the future? Yeah, I mean, no big deal, just a kind of large world-changing kind of way of thinking about the world. So if we play this out and we we look at the type of work you're doing, mm-hmm. and let's let's assume that you have mass reach capability, you get more people to feel comfortable in their discomfort, to look at things in themselves, to be vulnerable, to acknowledge those things, be able to work through them, work with other people, and create a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive society. That can make a pretty big impact, I would imagine. It, totally. It's, it's world-changing. And if people really can really understand that any work that happens, it doesn't start with a grandiose plan. This is how I'm going to dismantle white supremacy within the next 12 months. Um, If it were that easy, it would have happened. If people realize the change that you work on within yourself, and when you leverage that into your interactions with others, the, we hear so much about people's racist family members, challenging them, thinking about how you your biases may have previously impacted your coworkers and your workplace culture and really acknowledging that and working to do better. If everyone did that work, even just within their social circles, just think of the, the impact that would have. Yeah, I love it. And it makes me think of, um, I remember when I first started reading more about race and gender and society and thinking about all of these different issues. I remember I was listening to an interview with ta Coates and he said something really profound because I was feeling very um, anxious about it all. I was like, well, we have to fix this. Like things are broken. We have to fix it. We have to do things. We have to take action. Right. I remember he was speaking at uh, on some sort of a panel or something. And he mentioned, he said something along the lines of this is something that took hundreds and hundreds of years, more than 400 years to build. What makes you think you could dismantle it in your lifetime? And I got to tell you, that's about the most comfortable I felt in discomfort um, around that, around this topic, because it gave me some breathing room 
while still not excusing the need to do the work. So I really, I appreciated that. And I appreciate the, the work that you're doing there. Let's talk about how this came to be. There are three different types of superheroes, right? There's those that are born with their ability. So mm-hmm. your ability to uh, help people be comfortable in the discomfort and move towards, you know, making a more diverse, equitable, inclusive world, right? Mm-hmm. There are people that are born with it, a la Superman. They came from the, the uh, from kryptonite, they landed here on earth and the yellow sun makes them stronger. There are those who have something happen to them, an accident that causes them to forever change their perspective. Someone like a Spider-Man gets bit by a radioactive spider and then all of a sudden, they have these new abilities and they have to figure out what to do with them, right? And then the third type are the type like Batman who train. They are ordinary individuals who elevate themselves to superpowered greatness. Um, which of the three would you say you are as it relates to the work that you're doing? Is this something that you've always had sort of an innate ability to be able to, uh, to do to help people be comfortable and then you just applied this? Was it something where something happened and you knew you had to change directions or was this the sort of thing where you, know, you, you had a moment where you decided this is a thing I'm going to keep working towards and you train like Batman? Usually it's a little bit of a combination of each, but where would you say you fit? I would say I fit between one and two. Mm-hmm. I've always had, I've always just, I'm a ve- an extrovert, I have a warm personality. I make friends easily. I attract people to me. uh, And I think that's part of it. I've also, even though I'm very diplomatic, I'm often told I'm very direct and I always have been. I've never understood why, if there's an issue, why should we talk around it and make up stories in our heads? Why wouldn't we just have a conversation and then move forward? So, I was thinking about this yesterday. A girlfriend told me like, normally in your female relationships, you kind of coddle each other and tell the the other person what they want to hear. And then there's Brandon. (laughs) Um, And it really, it's that same warmth. I think I'm an incredibly empathetic person. I care about people. They're just denying reality has no purpose. So I think that's where the two fuse together. And Number two, something happening. I've always, as I've reflected on my career, there's always been this element of multiculturalism and diversity, equity, and inclusion. But I was doing primarily content strategy in my business, some inclusive marketing, and George Floyd's murder happened. I have two young kids. There are, unfortunately, so many police executions that happen in the United States every year, but something about that particular murder, as was the case for so many of us, changed me and made me decide I have to figure something else out to be part of the positive change that has to come from this. This can't be in vain. And that's when I switched fully to doing um, anti-racist communications and training and kind of embracing the superpower that I have. I love it. I love it. So to, to kind of recap on that, part of it is something that you were kind of born with. There's a warmth to you. There's a, an ability to naturally make friends and to make people feel comfortable, but you also have a real appreciation for being direct and saying what needs to be said based in a, a rooted belief of kind of no real value in dancing around what needs to be said. So that combination makes you very effective at having those uncomfortable conversations while making people comfortable and that the uh, sort of real shift for you where you realized you had to use these powers 
to, to help save the world uh, came in the wake of tragedy um, and the recognition that, you know, with great power comes this great responsibility. So absolutely love the way that that maps on. Talk to me a little bit about sort of the secret of how you use this now. So what are some of the, um, the sort of dynamics of like, you know, some people are really good at golf and they can break down their golf swing for you in a variety of different ways. But the, the point here is to try and using this golf analogy again, how do I drive the ball further? How do I, you know, how can I be a better putter? How can I get on the green? So looking at your ability to have these uh, uncomfortable conversations and allow people to feel some comfort within having them. What are some things that people walking away today can steal this superpower of yours and use it for themselves in service of a better world? Break that down for me a little bit. Okay. I, I love that question. So I would say a couple of things. So I, my methodology when I work with companies and individuals is I move them through, call it the three, a um, framework through acknowledgement that there's work I need to do awareness, continuing to educate themselves, really actively trying to, to do better and action. I think a lot of, a lot of folks since George Floyd and now in the, the wake of the insurrection in the Capitol are really stuck at that awareness phase. They're doing the reading, they're kind of realizing, oh my gosh, this exists, this is awful, but they have no idea what to do with that. And it's really important to as you're learning more to also take action at the same time. These moments of national and global tra tragedy are really powerful in presenting and showing these aren't theoretical issues. These aren't matters of opinion. This is reality. And they have so many opportunities to open conversations and to observe conversations. Look at what's said and not said. We saw Terrorists were called protesters and treated very gently and stories of them being fed organic diets in prison. You know, look at, look at those realities and how they're framed. Look at how quickly so many Americans have looked to get away from the reality that this is white supremacy. This is that argument of this isn't who we are. It's absolutely who we are. And what am I going to do about it? So I think really breaking down the, and your example was perfect. It's so huge. It's overwhelming and terrifying, but realizing, okay, this is happening. I need to sit with the reality that it's true and it's happening. How is that going to impact me? So one, one example I can give you, there's been tons of praise and rightly so for Stacey Abrams, for Black women organizers in Georgia for delivering a win to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and for delivering the Senate victories. So that's all perfect and, and very deserved. But then how these qualities of confidence, brilliance, innovation, perseverance, how are you treating the Black women in your office? Are you rewarding in the same way and praising those same qualities? Or are you referring to that woman or those women as angry or, you know, intimidating? Look at what the impact is in your own life and how can you begin to change that narrative if you see it happening? How can you, you use your privilege to really challenge that authority and to challenge that framework? So I... I would say really use that 
framework of moving from acknowledgement to awareness to action, but also realize it's not linear, it's circular. This is something that's just going to keep happening. Um, and I had another thought and I lost it. All right. Well, before what it, it'll probably come back to you, but I want to uh, dig in on that just a little bit more because sure. I absolutely love the way that you framed it. I personally love frameworks. I think frameworks are a really great kind of shorthand for people to uh, carry around with them. They're memorable. They're kind of easy to follow through on. Uh, one point that you brought up is that a lot of people get stuck at the action point. So like there's, there's a, you know, a sense that we have to acknowledge what's happening and then there's the awareness, right? Those are the two, mm -hmm. acknowledging the awareness. And it's very relatively easy to do those two things, right? Like you can yes. very easily join a book club and go through all the different materials. And then when it comes time to feel like I want to do something, it can feel overwhelming. It could feel like maybe I'm putting myself in danger doing some of these things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I think for this podcast that I really try to do is mm -hmm. that, you know, the, the podcast premise being that I want super powered individuals to come on and break down how to become super powered in the way that, that for instance, you are. And I find that the easiest way to do that is to show people how the gears work on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. so there's a thought process you have and you've revealed sort of the framework, right? There's a missing piece here that I want you to kind of help to paint the picture for a little bit, which is how do you move? from awareness to action? Where do you start? Where do you look? Who do you consult with? How do you make this desire to make an impact? How do you bridge that chasm between the stuff that is relatively easy to the stuff that's much harder? How can people learn to do it the way that you do it, or at least the way that you empower others to do it? Sure. So to bridge that gap, a big part of the gap that I ask people to fill in is to really lead with empathy and to really hone in on communication skills as, as sim simple as that sounds. One of the most important is active listening. So in, even in terms of posture, if someone says, hey, you know what, that language may be uncomfortable, that's actually racist. You can see people physically tense up and the shoulders come up. And they're not listening to this human saying, you've hurt me and you are questioning my fundamental humanity. People are just looking for kind of like double dutch. They're looking for their end to go in and counter it. That is number one, put the shoulders down, breathe and really listen to this human coming before you expressing their vulnerability. That takes some practice. It is, not, it is not easy to do, but a core aspect of being an ally is not centering yourself and your feelings. It's thinking about this human who is, whose life and own safety is impacted. So you mentioned, you know, what if this person fears for their safety? So there's a, a quote that I always use from... Austin Channing Brown that says being anti-racist is being a better human for other humans. And that really, I think, does a good job of centering the work to be done and the reason you're doing it. So when, you're, when you find yourself wanting to def be defensive and feeling like you're being attacked, okay, I can, my ego take a took a shot, but what is this really for? I think a step that happens in that process is really defining why seeing these social injustices take place 
why it has impacted you and really getting clear on your own beliefs around the topic. Because once you're clear on that, it's really easy to draw your line in the sand and realize, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to stand for this. And that's where some of that action begins to take place. There's also a really huge fear of failure. We're taught not to fail. This is something you are going to fail at time and time again. But it comes back to that quote, what am I doing this for? Is this about me, you know, being able to stroke my ego, being being able to do acts of performative allyship? Or am I really trying to put myself in a position where I am helping, using my privilege to help others, and ultimately working to deconstruct and lessen the impact and ultimately break down these systems of oppression that are impacting so many of my fellow humans so negatively. I absolutely love that. And I think um, what I'm pulling from that is specifically this um, idea of decentering, right? So instantaneous decentering in those moments of discomfort is what it seems to me to be sort of like the superpower right there, right? So helping people move from uh, being uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations to being comfortable in, in uncomfortable situations is by keeping their eye on the ball, which is why, why are you doing this in the first place? And what sort of a person do you need to be in that moment, which is you need to decenter it off of yourself and take a more widely empathetic view. So I really appreciate that. That's um, you know, there's a mindfulness to that. Obviously it's not going to be easy, but developing superpowers isn't necessarily going to be easier else everyone would have all of these superpowers. So um, I, I greatly appreciate that advice. And for those listening, I hope you pulled that concrete step out. And as you go forward throughout your day, uh, you're able to try and acquire and, um, and, and, and use this superpower as you move forward, when you're in these uncomfortable situations Take the, take the centering off of yourself and really try and hear what the other person is saying. Be willing to be wrong. Understand that it's part and parcel of the process and that this is not a situation where being wrong is a death sentence. It is being wrong and having the opportunity to be a better human for other humans. So I absolutely love it, Brandon. You've been a phenomenal guest. I want to give you the opportunity to let people know where they can get in touch with you when Gotham is trouble or if they want to hire you. Sure. Thank you. So my website is www.brandoncampbell.com. Brandon is B-R-A-N-D-Y-N. You can find me, uh, you can find more information about my work and you can contact me there. I'm also very active on Instagram and my handle is brandoncampbellcoms, C-O-M-M-S. And I have a lot of um, tips, uh, you know, tips and updates and things I think you'll find valuable there as well. Excellent. And for uh, anyone who has an opportunity to take one of Brandon's workshops, may I strongly advise that you attend them. Um, I have gone to one of Brandon's workshops. It was phenomenally eye-opening. And um, as she kind of introduced herself at the beginning, she does have a way of making a very uncomfortable topic, uh, extremely comfortable and relatable and something that you can really sit with and learn from. So uh, just my personal endorsement for the work that Brandon's doing. Um, Thank you for coming on to Rogue. I really appreciate it. And thank you listeners. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, tell your friends and uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes because it always helps to spread the good word about what superheroes are doing and uh, giving others the ability to learn superpowers from these incredible guests.